Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Positive Proof Podcast. I'm your host, Parmas Najmi, and I'm so glad that you're here. If you want to listen to more episodes like this one on self-improvement, mindset, and wellness, go ahead and hit that follow button to join the family. Today, we are going to be talking about a requested topic being how to manage your time more effectively in order for you to balance multiple things in your life all at once. This is actually a very common question I get asked being, how do you manage a social life, work, sleep, self-care, relationships, etc. all at once? And the answer to that is a combination of time management and trade-offs. The thing is, we're humans who unfortunately don't have superpowers, and so not only is our time limited, but so is our energy and focus, and I'd be lying if I said I did it all and that I handle everything in my life and give it 100%, because I don't. There are the priorities in my life that get the most amount of time and energy from me, and then there are the other stuff that are less of my priority, but I still give it some attention. And so I'm going to be talking about all of that and exactly what I do in my life in order to achieve my goals, enjoy my life, and stay healthy all at the same time. Before we get into any solid tips, though, I want to talk about the fact that everything in life is a trade-off. And what that means is that because our time, energy, and focus is limited, we have to pick and choose what we want to give our attention to in life. It is essentially a compromise or balance of things. Of course, we want to do it all. Anything we see online that seems the least bit desirable, the first thing we say is, I want to do that. But in order to actually do that one thing, you have to take time away from something else. For example, if you are someone with a day job who lives an active lifestyle and home cooks all of their meals, and you find yourself wanting to enroll in painting classes, then you will have to perhaps order your meals instead to make time for those painting classes. Or if you're someone who works a part-time job with lots of time given to scrolling on your phone in bed, if you find yourself wanting to take up a full-time job, then you're going to have to give up some of that time spent in bed. It can't be both at once. You will have to take away time from one to give it to the other. Once you think of it this way, you can better prioritize the things you want to give your time, energy, and focus to. And same thing goes for money. Everyone has a budget. And so, for example, you need to decide if you want to spend more on a bigger house or more on a nicer car. Even with a larger budget, if you want to get a bigger house and a nicer car, you will have to balance out the budget more evenly in order to do both. Regardless, we will be focusing on time today rather than money. And the interesting thing about time is that we all have the same 24 hours. Yet some people manage those 24 hours in such a way that sets them up for success, health, and happiness versus some other people who can barely manage the bare minimum being an average workday. By no means am I talking down to those people. I'm just stating the reality that's around us. So if you find yourself in a situation where you want to be doing more, but find you never have time, even if you don't really know where you spend your time, I'm going to give you eight tips that will help you find that balance. You're going to become more productive and overall get more things done. And again, that same 24 hours that we all have. 
The first tip I have in front of me is actually something that I incorporated in university, and that is to set time limits for the apps that are on your phone. I'm not sure if Android does the same thing, but I know that the iPhone has this option, and I'm not sure a lot of people are actually aware of this feature, but it's a great way to limit your screen time and specifically your social media time. I remember it made a huge difference around exam season when I wanted to avoid going on my phone too much, and there's the option to even set a password on the time limit so that once it's up, you have to input that password in order to extend your time. So if you were to get someone else to set that password for you, you would not be able to extend your time. And so you'll be much more wiser in terms of when and how you use that time you have allocated to your social media or screen time. For me, I'd save mine for nighttime because that's how I'd kind of get my mind off of the topics I'd be studying. And so in a sense, I'd be savoring what I had set for myself. And most importantly, it worked. And I highly recommend it to anyone who struggles with spending too much time on their phone or again, specifically social media. And in the beginning, it's definitely going to be very hard because out of habit, you're going to reach for your phone. And every time you're reminded that that time limit is there, you're going to slowly fall out of that habit and just be overall more mindful of that time being spent on your phone. I know a lot of people think they don't go on their phone a lot, but once they check their screen time, they're shocked at how many hours they average. It's because we don't even realize the time go by when we're looking at our screens. And that's exactly why you feel like you get through the workday and that's it. The, the day's finally over. Probably because you're getting home and scrolling for the rest of the evening, not realizing where the time is going. Even if it's 10 minute intervals, they add up and can take away from so many other things you could be doing. So check your screen time, give yourself that reality check, and then go to your settings and set those app limits up. Do what you gotta do. If you don't trust yourself, then give someone else the password setup. And if you do trust yourself not to extend it each time you've reached your limit, then go ahead and just set it up without a password. The next tip I have for you might seem obvious, but it's to schedule your day. The biggest lie we tell ourselves is when we say, oh, I'm going to remember to do this or I have a mental to-do list in my head for tomorrow. Like, no, you need to write everything down. Otherwise, you will lose track and end up doing the things that are not of priority. Even if you're not scheduling your days by the hour and time blocking, at the very least, make those to-do lists and highlight the ones that need to be done first. These are often the big tasks that we tend to avoid, thus we don't end up having time for them. And then when we do end up doing a bunch of smaller things on our lists, we never feel productive. It's because that feeling of productivity comes from completing the most prioritized things on your to-do list. I personally love the app called Structured because not only can you plan your day through time blocking, but it also has an inbox dump where you can put all of your tasks that you don't know when you got to complete, but eventually you need to get to. And this is not sponsored by the way. This is just an app I've been using for months now and it's really helped me get more done throughout my days and keep track of every minute spent. When I first started using this app though, I wasn't accounting for the time spent on social media or just resting and playing with my dog. So one thing I'd be mindful of is to make sure to schedule those things in your day as well. So for example, around midday when I go for my snack or coffee is when I'll usually spend an hour on my phone scrolling through TikTok, getting inspo and just doing whatever I want. That way I don't need to escape any of my other work in order to be lazy and go on my phone. 
it's okay to allocate time for that stuff. So make sure to do that. And there's tons of other apps out there that you can use. Even pen and paper will do or your Google calendar, whatever you find easiest to work with your lifestyle. Also plan your day the night before. Otherwise, when the morning comes around, you're going to waste time trying to figure out what to do that day. And you want to avoid that kind of decision making in the morning, which brings me to my next point being to limit decision making. Going back to my very original point that I made, we only have a limited amount of time and energy and every single time you make a decision, you are using some of that brain energy to do so. The more that you limit your decision making, the more you will avoid something called decision fatigue and the higher your chances of avoiding self-sabotage by making the decision that feels most comfortable to you. For example, if I want to work out tomorrow morning, but I let myself see how I feel when I wake up, then I will 100% not do that workout. Versus if I make the decision the night before to work out and do everything necessary, like setting up my alarm, signing up for the workout class, figuring out what to wear, then I will do that workout. It's because I am limiting my decision-making the day of by doing it the night before. And so I'm able to do more things on autopilot. And when things are done on autopilot, you use less brain energy to carry out those tasks, thus leaving room for more tasks. The closer you get to decision fatigue earlier on in the day, the less likely you will be able to make important decisions on the other very important tasks throughout your day. That's why you might need a break so early on throughout the day. This is also why Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all of these very successful people do the same thing. They do things such as wear the same outfit every single day to avoid that decision-making process of choosing what to wear. The ultimate goal is to make quality decisions and avoid the impulsive ones or the ones that take the comfortable route. This way you can maximize your productivity, do a greater number of things on autopilot, and most importantly, manage your time effectively. The next tip I have, which I suggest doing before any of these other tips and strategies that I talked about is to figure out where your time is being wasted. You have got to do a full audit on your life and really pay attention to where you think things could be improved. This process of self-reflection can help you in so many other areas of life. So if you've never sat down with yourself to analyze your everyday habits, then this is the perfect time to do so because repeated self-reflection can also even increase your self-awareness, which I've mentioned before is one of the most important skills you can have in life. Now, if you're wondering how you can do this self-reflection, there's a couple of different ways. First thing you can do is just sit down in a clean and quiet space where you can get into a state of deep thinking, have a pen and paper out with you, and in your head, mentally review your days and how they're spent. Try to remember as many details as you can, and on that sheet of paper, write down all the things that are contributing to your future goals and all the things that are holding you back from achieving your goals. And when I say to remember as many details as possible, I'm talking about 
all the little bits of downtime you have that are spent on your phone or all the excessive time spent doing something like going out with friends Thursday through Sunday. Write it all down and the more you write down, the more you will notice details start to pop out at you. This is where you can start recognizing all the areas that can be improved. Another way to do it is to actively reflect on your life on a day-to-day basis. So as soon as you wake up, anything you do, kind of ask yourself the question of, okay, is this contributing to my goals or is it not contributing to my goals? And you're going to ask this question multiple times throughout your day until you have got the answer for yourself. The things that don't contribute to your goals, you're going to note mentally or on paper, and you're going to keep track of that. I remember when I was in university, I'd complain a lot about my commute and how it was taking up too much time and how I was at such a disadvantage compared to other students because at the time I was totaling about three hours from where I lived to downtown where my school was and for six months I'd be so angry and frustrated and exhausted because of it until I decided to make use of that time during my commute. And if you're from Toronto, you'll know that whether you commute by drive or by train, that it's going to take at least an hour during rush hour to get from downtown up to north of Toronto. And so the fact that I was commuting by train meant that I could make use of my time doing something productive versus if I was driving, I'd have to have eyes on the road. So I began to do my readings on my commute to school, which completely changed the game for me because then at that point, the time was going by so fast sometimes, I'd even wish that the commute was longer. I even had a sense of urgency to get those readings done, so I didn't have to do it at home or on campus. And even on the way back from campus, I'd take a nap, which helped me avoid taking the nap at home and refreshed me enough to get straight to work as soon as I got home. So I was able to completely take control of the situation and those three hours that were initially wasted commuting was spent doing things that increased my productivity. The next tip I have for you is to identify your priorities. If you constantly tell yourself that you want to do it all, then you're going to end up failing and failing until you realize that prioritization is key when it comes to managing your time. For example, I absolutely despise the admin work that my job requires, which involves emails, but it's one of the most important things that needs to get done. So I make sure to schedule in time first thing in the morning so that I can get it out of the way. Then I move on to tasks that take up the most brain energy and leave the easier to do tasks towards the end of the day because Easier means less brain energy needed and our brain energy usually dips towards the end of the day, so it only makes sense. This helps me be my most productive self because I am making use of my time and energy in the most efficient way possible. It happens way too often where people dive into the tasks that are easiest or most exciting to do first thing in the morning, and then by the time the afternoon hits, they're way too exhausted to even begin to tackle the heaviest tasks. Then you put it off and boom, you're unable to get as much work done and you spend all that time resting, going on your phone, etc. So identify your priorities. Ask yourself what's most important to you right now. What is the most demanding task? What requires the most brain energy? What tasks do you dislike the most? Because those are the tasks that you should be taking on first thing throughout the day. This will set you up for a much more productive day. Another important thing to note is that it's okay to give up some things in life to make time for your priorities. For example, the past few months have been extremely hectic for me in terms of work, and so I have not been working out every single day. 
I've also not been spending as much time going out on weekends and doing whatever I want. Instead, I work out about three times a week, enough to keep me healthy and sane. And I spend Friday or Saturday nights spending time with family and friends. And then the rest of my time is allocated for work. And that is just the current situation that I'm in, which I'm totally fine with. I'm just not prioritizing the gym like before because work is my number one right now. And I'm not doing whatever I want on weekends because again, work is my number one right now. So I've adjusted my lifestyle to balance the things that are most important to me. And when people ask me how I do it all, well, I do it all, but some of the things that I'm doing take up such little amount of my time because I choose not to give it a lot of time. So the important thing here is that the amount of time you spend doing one thing will determine how much time you have left to do a million other things. You don't have to work out every single day to say you work out or to say you're healthy. You don't have to have nonstop weekend plans to say that you're social or maintain a good work-life balance. You don't have to eat home-cooked meals every single day of the week to say you eat healthy. You can do it all through managing your time. The next tip I have for you guys is to set boundaries for yourself and to learn to say no. This was really hard for me at first because I've always been a people pleaser and would normally say yes to anything that was thrown at me. I also used to deal with FOMO a few years back and so saying yes avoided that feeling for me. But what I wasn't realizing is that I was just holding myself back by saying yes to every single plan that was created every single favor that was asked of me. And so because I was holding myself back, I was stuck in a stagnant way of life where I wasn't seeing any growth. And so it took quite a few uncomfortable no's for me to finally get comfortable with saying no often. But I'm also glad that I've learned to respect my clear boundaries because it makes me feel very confident knowing that I have the power to turn something down that doesn't serve me. When you know what you want, and what your goals are, and what you need to be doing to achieve those goals, you will do what it takes to get there, even if it involves saying no to things that would have been nice saying yes to, just not nice enough. I've become so comfortable with saying no that I don't get FOMO anymore. I don't overthink what the other person will think, and I never regret my decisions. And it's because I've very clearly, once again, outlined those boundaries for myself, and I respect myself enough to not cross those boundaries. The next tip I have might be controversial, but it is to stop multitasking. You might think that you're being efficient by doing multiple things at once, but I promise you that you are just decreasing the overall quality of whatever work it is that you're doing. We as humans are monotaskers. Your brain, from a scientific standpoint, can only focus on one thing at a time. Even if you think you can do more than one thing, you're still compromising the success, quality, and speed at which you complete those tasks. It's literally been proven through research, so if you want the solid proof, just look into it. But in simpler words, you are essentially dividing your attention in order to complete whatever tasks you're doing simultaneously, which makes it more difficult to give your 100% attention to that one thing. And we all know without giving something our 100%, we can't expect 100% performance. The more you attempt to multitask, the less you'll actually get done. So stop multitasking, focus on one thing at a time before moving on to the next, and you'll likely get both done much more effectively anyways. The next tip I have for you guys is to take advantage of time management tools. 
We live in an era where there is just so much going on in our everyday lives. And so it is completely understandable that we get overwhelmed or try to do everything at once or even try to do anything at all and just not be able to do it because we're unable to manage our time. Thankfully, there are tons of time management tools that can help us with this. There are tons of apps, there's agendas, there's websites. There's definitely something out there for everyone and their specific needs. My favorite is Pomodoro. And if you've never heard of this before, it's basically a technique where you work for 25 minutes straight with absolutely no distractions, and then you take a five-minute break. You repeat this four times and then take a longer break for 15 minutes. And then repeat the entire cycle until you decide to stop working. Now, while using Pomodoro, I also put my phone on Do Not Disturb most of the time, which helps keep away any notifications that can distract me. And on top of all of this, I put noise-canceling headphones on. And that is just the ultimate combination for how I get my work done. But this overall just keeps me so focused. It allows me to get eight hours worth of work done in like four to five hours, which is insane because I personally don't like working past five to six hours max. So to be productive within those limited number of hours is very important to me. But with anything, you have to use it a few times before you get the hang of it. So try it out and see how you like it. I certainly didn't like Pomodoro at first because I'd have the timer open in another tab and I wouldn't even notice the time. So I wouldn't be keeping up with it. Now I open the timer on my iPad and keep it in front of me. So every time I look up, I know how much focus time is left before my break. It's truly been a life changer for me. I highly recommend it. Now, none of these nine tips were in order and some might work for you, some might not. It really depends what the root of your problem is. So figure out that first and then you can pick and choose which can be applied to your life to make the necessary changes. But before anything, I recommend to first do that audit on your life that we talked about to see where that time is being wasted and where you can improve. And from there, you can incorporate again, any one of these tips. So to recap, the eight tips that will help you manage your time more effectively are number one, set app limits on your phone. Number two, schedule your days. Number three, find where your time is being wasted. Number four, limit decision making. Number five, identify your priorities. Number six, set boundaries and learn to say no. Number seven, stop multitasking. And number eight, use time management tools. But that is a wrap. I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review. Your feedback seriously means so much to me. The more people that this podcast reaches, the bigger the positive impact we make. So I would absolutely love it if you could do that for me. And if you don't know yet, I do monthly giveaways where a random person will be selected from those of you who do leave a review. The written reviews can be done over on Apple Podcasts and the ratings can be done through Spotify. Just send me a screenshot once you you've done so and you'll be eligible to win. The winner will be announced on upcoming episodes. And if you want an extra entry into the giveaway, make sure to share this podcast or episode via socials and tag me at parmisnajmi and at Positive Proof Podcast on Instagram. To everyone else, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you so, so much. And I can't wait to chat with you again in next week's episode. Lots of love, Parmis. Parmis.